Hello and welcome to Hungry to Learn. My name is Birga. Today's topic is all about grace. And I'm going to say up front, you will likely need to extend me some grace in the sound quality of this recording. There may be background noise. We are in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic and I have four of us working from home, two high schoolers doing computer schoolwork, my husband working from home, myself working from home, phones ringing, bathrooms being used, things happening in the kitchen, and it just is what it is. There's no quiet place for me to go to escape to in order to do this recording in a more professional manner. So I will appreciate as you extend me some grace as we have this conversation about the very important theme and topic of grace. So Grace, it's my niece's name, it's a town in Washington, and it's the theme, of course, of countless hymns. It's a noun, it's a verb, it's a way to address royalty, it can be a period of time or even a manner of behaving. If you do a quick search to see items around the word grace, you will find everything that's being sold from t-shirts to candles to gin bottles to perfume there is a lot of grace on the internet. But has it become overused? Well, the one trillion, let's see, is that right? Three, six, nine zeros. I think that's right. One trillion plus results that are found on Google. I think it may be indicative that perhaps we have inflated the use of the word. Maybe, right? So, I want to go back to a memory I have in middle school really quickly. It's a conversation between myself and my dad, and we were talking about the word awesome. Now, in that period of time, that was a response for phrases like, hey, I'm going to go get a burger for lunch. Awesome. Or, hey, check out this trick I learned on my skateboard. Awesome. So really, the word means, this is the uh, definition from the search that I did, it's Extremely impressive or daunting, inspiring great admiration, apprehension, or fear. That's the official definition of awesome. But obviously, as middle and high school students will do, use the word for every possible response. And now it's just kind of become known as a slightly more enthusiastic response than cool. So let's go back to grace for a moment. You know, I don't really mind the fact that grace is a common word. What I do wish, though, is that we would all take a moment to really pause and consider the extreme need for grace in this season. Just think about the state of our world, like right at this moment. I opened up my Facebook today and I saw a whole lot of different posts and responses from a whole host of different people. There were some who were paralyzed in fear, worried that if they left their homes, they would be exposed to a potentially deadly infection. There's others that have been out of work for weeks and anxiety over how they're going to make ends meet has just become a new reality for them. There are those that are really struggling through a deep depression. Some are acting as if nothing has ever changed. So there's certainly those that are using the coronavirus pandemic as a platform for political posturing. Others have used it as a breeding ground for creativity and business innovation. Inevitably, my viewpoint is different from yours. So should that be an excuse for a deepening division, or should it be a catalyst that will lead us to embody grace as a lifestyle? So when I looked up the definition of grace, on just Googled it, 
There was a lot of both nouns and verbs in the usage of grace. And I want to go through some of them and just take a moment as I read through them to consider how could you live each one out. So number one, simple elegance or refinement of movement. See, there's the phone. You have to give me grace on that one. Number two, courteous goodwill or an attractive, polite manner of behaving. Number three, in Christian belief, the free and unmerited favor of God as manifested in the salvation of sinners and the bestowal of blessings. And below that, a couple of key points. It's a divinely given talent or blessing or the condition or fact of being favored by someone. Number four, a period officially allowed for payment of a sum due or for compliance with a law or condition especially an extended period granted as a special favor. Number five, a short prayer of thanks said before or after a meal. Number six, can be used as a description or an address for, not a, I don't mean a physical address, but how you would address a duke, duchess, or archbishop. And then if we sh- shift over to the verb category, it is to honor or credit by someone's presence or of a person or thing to be an attractive presence in or on or to adorn. So as you can tell, there are lots of ways to live out the concept, the word of grace. So why, while it may be really overused as a marketing ploy, I don't think that we can ever overdo living out the concept of grace. I want to close with a passage from Hebrews, which I think is a powerful verse to think through. The whole chapter is great if you need to go in and and think on the concept of rest and Sabbath. But this is a closing verse that I think just speaks volumes to the grace that we need to receive and to extend to one another. It is Hebrews 4.16. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Bless you all. Be safe. Enjoy the time that you have with family and friends virtually or as you are sequestered together in your homes. And extend grace to one another.